Hello, and welcome to the 46th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Before we get started, our usual disclaimer. Heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This week we're talking about a cult classic, and that's Reanimator. There are three films total in the franchise. They are based on a H.P. Lovecraft short story called Herbert West Reanimator, and the story is currently in the public domain. So the first movie is from 1985. It's directed by Stuart Gordon, produced by Brian Yasna, screenplay by Gordon, William J. Norris, and Dennis Paoli, starring Jeffrey Combs as Herbert, Bruce Abbott as Dan, Barbara Crampton as Meg, and David Gale as Dr. Carl Hill. Music by Richard Brand. Runtime is 85 minutes. Next up is Bride of Reanimator from 1990, so four years later. Also produced by Brian Yesna. He also directed and wrote this one along with Rick Fry and Woody Keith. Stars again, Jeffrey Combs, Bruce Abbott, and adds Fabiana Eudenio, I'm sorry, I'm sure I messed up her name, is Francesca, and Kathleen Kenmont as the bride. Music again was by Richard Brand. Runtime is 96 minutes. Beyond Reanimators from 2003, so that's 13 years later. Again, produced, directed, and written by Brian Yasna. Other writers include Miguel Tejeda Flores, who also wrote the screenplay for Fright Night 2, which we talked about previously, and Jose Manuel Gonzalez. Stars again Jeffrey Combs as Herbert and introduces Jason Barry as Howard Phillips, Elsa Pataki as Laura Olney, and Simon Ardu as The Warden. Music is by Xavier Capellas, and the runtime is 95 minutes. There's also another movie with a similar name. There's an Italian movie from 2018 called Herbert West Reanimator. Uh, this, as I said, is in Italian. It has nothing to do with the actual Reanimator franchise. It's just based on the same H.P. Lovecraft story. It's available, well, I'll tell you in a second, but it's available on Tubi. I watched it. Um, it's, it's pretty slow but it's uh, interesting to see what a different interpretation of the story looks like. So I just mention it because it would be confusing if you see the title and you didn't know how it was related otherwise. Where to find these movies? Amazon Prime has the first one for $3. The other two movies are for free for members. And Shudder has the first two. Tubi has Beyond Reanimator and, as I said a second ago, Herbert West Reanimator for free. Voodoo has Beyond Reanimator for free. Google Play, YouTube, and iTunes have them for $2 each, and they are currently not on Netflix or Hulu. Rotten Tomatoes. Reanimator, critics gave it a 93, Ansys gave it an 82, so that's really high. Bride of Reanimator, critics gave it a 44, audiences gave it a 45. And Beyond Reanimator, critics gave it a 45, audiences gave it a 39. The Plot 
Before we get started, let me just say that this is a comedy horror franchise and also has a lot of body horror. Uh, and we mentioned that when we talked about uh, horror subgenres the week before last. So this is not meant to be scary. It's meant to be gross-out fun. Uh, think of it as something similar to the Evil Dead and the Army of Darkness. The basic plot of the first animator, reanimator is a medical student, who's Herbert West, arrives at Miskatonic University, but it doesn't look like he needs to continue his studies to be a doctor because he's already bringing people back to life with this glowy green reagent that he's developed. He rents a room from another med student named Dan Kane, and Dan's fiancée is Megan Housley, and she is the daughter of the medical school's dean. So Herbert is not very personable. Uh, he lacks in social skills. Um, all he wants to do is focus on his work, and um, Meg finds him very strange, and Dan just tolerates him initially. Eventually, Herbert grows on him, and he gets Dan to help him with his experiments. They first experiment on Dan's cat, and that's because it ended up dead when Dan and Meg were out of the house at some point, and we don't know, based on the story, if Herbert killed it or if he just found it dead, but he reanimated it. Um, and then next, they start experimenting on some bodies at the morgue. The only problem is everybody Herbert brings back to life tries to kill him. So obviously there are problems. Meg's father and Dr. Hill eventually die and are reanimated. And Dr. Hill, who was a jerk in real life, continues to be a jerk in the hereafter. Uh, his head is reanimated separately from his body. This leads to him carrying around his head in a tray and uh, doing a number of really funny and strange things. This also leads to one of the most shocking scenes of the franchise, so we'll talk about that more a little bit later. Megan is eventually killed by one of the undead, and I'm just going to call them zombies, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, Dan rushes her to the hospital, but he's too late. She's definitely dead, and he makes a decision to inject her with a reagent, and we hear her scream off-screen. So, you know what's going to happen next. Uh, before we talk about the plot to the Bride of Reanimator, I just want to play the theme music for you. So here's the theme to Bride of Reanimator. Thank you. 
the plot for Bride of Reanimator. It's eight months since the first movie, and Herbert and Dan are back. They spend some time as medics in the Peruvian Civil War, for some reason, and then they head back to Arkham, Massachusetts, and their former jobs as doctors at the Miskatonic University Hospital. All the while, they've continued their experiments together, and they see Meg's name on the mortuary roster. Now, if we think about what we just said a second ago, it's eight months later. I don't think her name's going to be on the mortuary roster anymore, but uh, we just uh, will gloss over that. I don't think it's mentioned. Uh, Herbert wants to use Meg's heart and create a new person, possibly a girlfriend for Dan. Meanwhile, Dr. Graves finds Hill's head and uses the reagent on it to regenerate it. And the police obviously come knocking at some point, and Herbert kills the detective who's trying to figure out what's going on. And then he uses the head of a woman named Gloria and Meg's heart and a bunch of other body parts to create what he's calling the bride. Meanwhile, Dr. Hill forces Dr. Graves to sew bat wings on his head. And then he ships himself in a box to Herbert, and Herbert opens the box, and he flies out with his little bat wings and flaps around and continues to insult Herbert as he did in uh, when he was alive. And I think he's one of the best parts about these series because to me that's a hilarious effect, him just flapping around insulting him. Um, the bride feels rejected by Dan because he has a girlfriend, Francesca, who came back with him from the Peruvian Civil War. And so the bride ends up ripping out hers which is really Meg's heart, and her body um, literally falls apart. All, all the tissue starts to reject each other, and she just disintegrates into parts. Meanwhile, um, Carl has led has amassed a zombie army and is getting ready to attack Herbert and Dan. And while he's attacking him with all their zombies and he's flying around. Uh, the creations that Herbert created also show up again, so it's a free-for-all. There's an eyeball. Uh, there's a, a couple of fingers with an eyeball attached. That's a fun one. There's a head with a leg. There's the top half of a man and woman. There are all sorts of crazy creations, and that's another one of the best things about this movie is just seeing what they came up with. So they're trying to escape. Herbert knocks out a wall to, uh, I guess, the uh, cemetery is next door and knocks out a wall to a mausoleum. Dan and uh, his girlfriend, Francesca, escape, but it looks like Herbert is crushed when the mausoleum roof collapses. So that's where we end that movie. Now on to Beyond Reanimator, but of course have no fear, Herbert is not dead because he's the main character. So at the very beginning of the movie, a teenager is killed by one of the reanimated. He breaks into her house and tries to drink a carton of milk, despite the fact that the lower part of his face has been blown off. Uh, fast forward 13 years, Herbert has been committed to the Arkham Prison for what they are calling the Miskatonic Massacre. He's continued his experiments while in prison on the only thing he had access to, which was rats. And then a new prison doctor arrives, and he turns out to be Howard, and that's the kid who was the brother of the girl that was killed at the beginning of the movie. He wants to learn the secrets of bringing people back from the dead. 
I don't know why, because it didn't work too well uh, based on what he saw when his sister got killed, but whatever. Um, so he, Howard and Herbert start experimenting on anyone they can find. And this time around, Herbert says besides the reagent, he has something called neuroplasm. And that's basically an electrical pulse that either constitutes or jump starts the soul of a person. I wasn't sure which one. He said that it doesn't matter uh, from what it's extracted from, from rats or humans, that they are interchangeable. Um, the warden ends up getting killed, and then they inject him with a reagent and then also inject him with a neuroplasm, but he starts to develop some rat-like behaviors. So obviously that doesn't work as well as planned either. Uh, there's also the, a reporter that uh, Howard has a thing for. She ends up getting killed, and they bring her back to life. And, uh, yeah, that doesn't work well either. And then there's a prison riot, and the warden starts injecting everyone with the reagent and then hanging them. That way, he says, they can pay for their crimes for all eternity. Then he tries to make the reporter Laura service him, which is a bad idea to do with a uh, zombie. And she bites off his penis and a rat promptly carries it away. When the police storm the prison, the warden has been fried in the electric chair by Herbert. Howard is cradling, we think it's Laura's body based on how it's shot, but it turns out just to be her severed head. And Herbert sneaks off out of the prison and off into the mist, thus setting the stage for another sequel. So that's the basic plot of the three movies. Now on to trivia. Um, taglines. For the first reanimator, and most of the trivia is about the first reanimator because it's the most popular movie. So the first tagline is Herbert West has a good head on his shoulders and another one on his desk. The second one is reanimator. It will scare you to pieces. And then also I wanted to acknowledge um, something here. As we said before, these movies are based on H.P. Lovecraft's short story, and discussing his work is a bit problematic because Lovecraft, who was born in 1890, was a big old racist and xenophobe. So I know the literary uh, community has struggled with how to approach his material, um, and are still struggling with it now, I think. Um, he was not famous during his life, but ended up uh, inspiring a number of new fiction genres, including cosmic fiction, weird fiction, uh, elements of horror, uh, and Lovecraftian fiction. The World Fantasy Award um, for writing had his likeness on it, had a bust of him on the actual award, and that was removed in 2015. So I just want to acknowledge the fact that the source material is problematic. Um, Reanimator had a budget of nine hundred thousand and a box office of two million. It originally had an X rating, but was cut down to R. Student Stuart Gordon originally wanted this to be a play and then a t TV series. He later settled on a movie instead. This was Jeffrey Combs' first horror role. He had previously done theater, and after this, he did a number of horror and non-horror movies. Some of the horror movies you may remember are The Frighteners, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, Return to the House on Haunted Hill, which we talked about 
back in episode 38, and most recently, Would You Rather, which uh, was a fun little movie. I really enjoyed it. I watched it last week. Barbara Crampton is also horror royalty, and she starred in other movies such as Chopping Mall, Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich, We Are Still Here, You're Next, The Lords of Salem, Dead Night, and she was recently on Billy Bob's Last Drive-In on Shudder. Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crompton also starred in Gordon's From Beyond from 1986 that was based on another Lovecraft story, and they were also in Castle Freak and In Search of Darkness together. Bruce Abbott was previously married to Linda Hamilton of Terminator fame and is currently married to actress Kathleen Quinlan. Now, onto that controversial scene I mentioned uh, during the first Reanimator. Um, this is, I'm sure, is the most controversial scene of the entire series. It involves the head of Dr. Hill, as you will recall. His head and body were reanimated separately, so he carried his head around. So he was obsessed with Megan while he was alive. And then he catches her, I don't know if it's in the surgical room, the morgue, whatever, after he has been reanimated and uh, ties her to a gurney, operating room table, and then proceeds to sexually molest her with his head by his body holding it between her legs. So that was pretty uh, uh, inducing. Uh, the special effects department went through 24 gallons of blood. The special effects uh, supervisor, Nolan, says this was the bloodiest film he had worked on. And from the aforementioned scene with Dr. Hill's head, David Gale's wife divorced him shortly after being on the set to witness the, quote, giving head scene. Um, and this is as told by several other actors who were there, I think, in one of the uh, commentaries. Herbert's reagent is actually glow stick liquid, and this is the first time it's been seen on screen, and I'll say it's a really cool visual. David Gale had to shave his head and wear a wig throughout the filming. That's because they didn't have much money and they had to buy a wig for the dummy for his severed head and then they didn't have any more money left for, um, I guess, a hairstylist. So he had to wear a, the same wig throughout the show. The doctor Herbert reanimates in the opening scene is Hans Gruber, not to be confused with the villain from Die Hard, also named Hans Gruber. Stuart Gordon wrote the screenplay as an homage to Frankenstein because he thought there were too many Dracula stories. This film was cut from its original two and a half hours to 87 minutes. There were several other plots that were deleted, including, I think I mentioned, uh, Dr. Hill trying to amass and psychically control um, an army of zombies. Then there's something about Herbert injecting himself in order to stay awake to continue his experiments, things like that. The film was shot in 18 days. Yasmin played one of the corpses at the morgue. The production's accountant also served as one of the nurses. And the building used for the Muscatonic Medical School is the same one used as the Cyberdyne headquarters in Terminator 2. The first person to be reanimated at the morgue is Peter Kent, who was Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double on 14 of his movies. And you'll know him when you see him because he's really buffed. But uh, who knew there were so many tie-ins between Terminator and 
reanimator. Um, lastly, I'm going to play uh, the theme to the first reanimator first. Of course, it's by Richard Brand, and it is very, very similar to the Psycho music. He said he was paying tribute to Psycho, uh, but some people have said that he just really ripped off uh, Psycho. There's lots of strings, uh, but see what you think for yourself. This is the theme music to the first reanimator. So what do you think? I don't know how people tell such things like in lawsuits, but it sounds very, very similar to me. So on to trivia from Bride of Reanimator. The tagline here is date, mate, and reanimate. Fabiana Udinho is best known for her parody, that was Francesca, for her parody of Bond girl Alada Fajana in Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. And Kathleen Kinmont, who played the bride, Gloria, also did a lot of horror movies. And she was also in Fraternity Vacation with Barbara Crompton. Not a horror movie, but they were both in it together. And Barbara Crampton, I'm sorry, Barbara Crampton turned down a cameo in this movie based on the advice of her agent. Now, Beyond Reanimator. Premiered on the Sci-Fi Channel, although it was produced independently. And the budget is estimated to have been $3 million. It was produced by 
Castileo Production and Fantastic Factory, which is a Spanish film company that's part of the Felix uh, Film Group, and they have done a number of films. Stuart Gordon and Brian Yesman have done a number of films for that company. Uh, this was filmed in Spain in a real prison, and most of the actors' lines had to be dubbed. The prison is named Arkham Prison because the it supposedly is in Arkham, Massachusetts, where the medical school is, and this is also where Batman gets the name Arkham. That's pretty cool. Special effects are by Screaming Mad George, also known as Joe Gitani, and he has collaborated with Brian Yuzna on a number of films. And this one, make sure you stay and watch all the way through the end credits uh, when you will see a SmackDown battle between a rat and the warden's several penis. And uh, the way it's done is really, really funny. So make sure you stay through that. Now, other media, comic books. There are two comic series based on the movies. Both were from Adventure Comics, which is a division of Malibu Comics. The first one is Reanimator, which was a three-issue series based on the first movie. And the next one is Reanimator, Dawn of the Reanimator. had four issues, which was based on the sequel. There's also a musical called, not surprisingly, Reanimator, the musical. It's been performed several times since 2011. And it won several awards, including the L.A. Weekly Award for Best Musical. Action Figures. The NECA company has created an action figure for Reanimator, and it has Herbert in his doctor's coat with a syringe of the reagent. It also includes a head of Dr. Hill, a dead cat, and a shovel. And the funny part about this one is the character actually looks like Jeremy Combs. Uh, another action figure company called Monsters has one of Herbert as well, which includes Herbert in his doctor coat, Dr. Hill's head with bat wings, and then the hands holding Dr. Hill's severed head. There's also a board game called Reanimator, the board game, and it's a cooperative mystery board game that can be played through several different scenarios in an attempt to help the protagonist perfect the reanimation serum. Future Developments House of Reanimator At one point, Brian Yuzna wanted to do a Island of Reanimator movie based on the Island of Dr. Moreau, but that never came to fruition. And in that one, it would be Herbert would re reanimate the President of the United States. So that would have been an interesting one. There was also something called Reanimator Evolution, and that, at one point, was a movie called Anti-Human that was rebranded for the Reanimator series. That's always a bad sign, like we saw with, um, uh, what is it, Phantasm? No, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. All those Hellraiser movies that were just regular old stories, like, detective stories that were rebranded and shoved into the Hellraiser franchise. So that's never a good sign. That was never released. And also Brian Yuzma envisioned, envisioned two other sequels called Reanimator Unbound and Reanimator Begins. So I don't know if they'll ever do another Reanimator or not. Why should you watch these movies? 
Well, Entertainment Weekly ranks the first reanimator as number 32 on the list of top 50 cult movies. Now, on to Recipe. And I'm sure you have guessed what I uh, once used for Recipe. It's something involving the reagent. So we have from Geeks Who Eat, who we've talked about previously on the podcast, they have something called the Muscatonic Reviver, and that's um, an ounce and a half of vodka, an ounce of melon liqueur, one ounce pineapple juice, three-fourths ounce lime juice, one dash Bitterman's Boston Bitters, and tonic water. They say the hardest part of the recipe, of course, was to get something to be approximate the right color and also taste good. So I will put the link up to that in the notes. Also, the homicidal homemaker, the homicidal homemaker who we've also talked about here previously, has a reagent serum jelly shot syringes. And um, I guess this was done back in 2012, and then they've updated it a couple of times. It has one tablespoon unflavored gelatin, a fourth cup green hypercaffeinated soda, so such a surge, Mountain Dew or Monster, three-fourths cup pineapple juice, can or bottle, not fresh, half a cup flavored vodka, and they used Pinnacle Rainbow Sherbet Vodka, two drops of neon green food coloring, and they used AmeriColor, and then eight food grade Jello shot syringes. So I will include the specifics of the recipe in the notes. So that's a fun thing to have at a party. And also there's another mixed drink called the Reanimator, and I don't know why it's called that because it's not colored the same as anything else. It's actually dark, but it has um ounce and a half of straight rye whiskey, ounce and a half of lighter Italian Amaro, like Nanamo, and a lemon peel for garnish. So I'm not sure where the name came from. I'm just including it here. Um in case you're in across it. So that's it for us this week. Where to find us? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating. We need all the help we can get. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. Contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com or check out our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com In conclusion, if you like horror comedy, or if you like body horror, you might want to give Reanimator a try. The first one is definitely the best, but the other two also have a number of fun laughs, and it's just interesting to see what they come up with. So until next week, if you should come upon a reagent, leave it alone. Things are not going to go as planned. Take care, and have a good week. Bye.